Now hear this. The president of the world's oldest and largest feminist organization is facing demands to step down over accusations of racism. Wait, what? This is Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele. Wait, What? is your political recap. We'll tell you who's making news and what it means to liberals and progressives everywhere. And we'll interview the newsmakers that make it happen. So from the nation's capital, here's reporter Jimmy Zuma. And from the great state of Arizona, here's Senator Victoria Steele. Hello and welcome back to Wait What? Jimmy has the week off. And while we will definitely miss him, we have a treat in store for you today. Meet my friend, Jerry Burton. She is Nevada Now President and National Board Member of the National Organization of Women. Jerry Burton is also NOW's ERA Committee Chair um, for the Environment, or not the Environmental, the, the Equal Rights Amendment. And I am also on the board of NOW, and I am NOW's Committee Chair to End Violence Against Women. So, hey, Jerry. Hey. <laughs> Welcome. Thank I'm, you. I'm glad you're and here. And you're also on the ERA Committee, so. Oh, yes, I am. Yes, I am. And so what we're talking about today is ridding our communities of racism and how we get rid of racism in our communities, how we do that. So we we seem to have turned a corner. I don't think that's, that's a, a, an incorrect um, or inaccurate assessment. I'm going to just come right out and say, we seem to have turned a corner. We are no longer accepting racism as business as usual in this country. There have been protest marches. People are tearing down monuments and statues. We're trying to get rid of Confederate monuments in Arizona. We've got a highway named Jefferson Davis Highway, and we're trying to change that. There are a lot of things. And then there's more police violence and and people now are looking at legislators to change how the police departments are funded and how they're trained and how we change them to make them work for the communities instead of control the communities make them not like militant they, they all this military equipment just scares the heck out of me when i see the police departments with that but also some police officers and even some police chiefs have either been fired or they've stepped down. And now, now we're seeing it in other areas. One, one area in particular was, and, and Jerry, I know you saw it because you brought it to my attention that in, in Long Beach, what, what was happening in Long Beach? Right. Well, a friend of mine lives in Long Beach, and she brought it to my attention that um, his name is Porter Gilberg. He was the executive director of the Long Beach LGBTQ Center. And it was reported that he was, um, I think it was hostile work environment, uh, really focused of harassing on Black and, and, and not Black women of women of color. And they just recently uh, forced him to take a leave of absence, I believe is the wording. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so you're right. People are just not tolerating it. And they're taking quick action when they right. see it. 
I, and I'm so glad. And it's, that that included the the allegations against him include misogyny, tokenism, harassment of black and non-black women, and femmes of color. Correct. So and so they they put out a a, a petition. Some 1,300 people right. signed that a petition. And, and saying, it was a, within days they it, it happened. So in the you know city of Long Beach was you know, not the biggest city in, in, you know, the LA area. And they were quickly, you know, had him step down or, Mm -hmm. or had him take Mm -hmm. a leave. And then in, um, in this, in the state of New York, the CEO of Planned Parenthood, Laura McQuaid was ousted after staff complaints of abusive behavior and unfair treatment of black staff members. So she stepped down last week too. Absolutely. And, and quickly. And that's amazing. So here we are. We are outraged at all of the racism that we are seeing. Just, just, And we love this organization that we are in. National Organization for Women is the, the world's oldest, the world's strongest, the world's largest feminist organization. And since you and I have have joined the boards of, of the board of this, this organization that we love. We have come to be disgusted with some of the things that we have recently found out. And I had heard of, um, accusations of racism within now from years ago. And so when people said, but Victoria, how can you join this, this organization with that history? And, you know, I would say, it's history. It's not something that's happening now. That That is history. We've dealt with that. That's been taken care of. But uh-oh. Correct. It hasn't. It has not gone away. It is still there. And there are those that I believe are working really, really hard to keep our little dirty secret behind closed doors. Now, again, we love this organization. So, Jerry and I are, are among a group that we, we are joining together to save now. We are going to save it and we're going to, to deal with this. And, um, we've been targeted sort of for, for stepping out and saying, okay, this is not enough, but we are outraged by the racism that we have come to realize exists within our own national organization for women. So there have been numerous media articles in national news outlets. Um, and, and you can add some of these, Jerry. Um, I know the, the Daily Beast has had several articles. Yeah, I believe there's four. Four, yeah, yeah. Fox News, um, the Joy Reid Show, um, what's that, AM Joy. They Angel, mentioned yeah. us the other uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, at the same, she had White Fragility, the author of White Fragility, on there, and and it mentioned us. Yes. Yeah, and and it used us as an example of racism in mm-hmm. in in organizations, and that was like a knife to the heart. And I was I was watching all this, and I was like, oh my god, this can't be happening. Not my organization. This is absolutely not okay. Um, and then we we started getting asked about. Reporters and th- this has been in uh, what was it the the Atlantic? Was that the? That's right. It was yeah. The Atlantic, and it's also been in the Washington Examiner. The Washington Examiner. Yeah, that's it, the one I saw recently. It has been in so many places. This same story, in which it looks like there is a series of 
about three years worth of racist allegations or allegations of racism directed at um, or stemming from the, the president of now, Tony Van Pelt. And I believe there's what we said, 21 employees now that are saying that. Yes, we have 21 employees of now, including both the former or current vice presidents have either quit, been fired, or made formal complaints against the president of now. And, and there has been at least one, possibly more, lawsuits against now because of her behaviors. And unfortunately, that's consumed our time on the board recently. Instead yeah. of taking some, some important actions we should be doing right now with Trump and, and all the racism going on, we should be leading the way. Right. And, and, and in each of these 21 instances of people complaining, racism does seem to be the common denominator. And, and the racism claims come at a time of mass demonstrations and riots in the streets against racism. And remember just recently the, the, the white woman, Amy Cooper in, in Central Park, who called the police on a black man who was bird watching. And when he asked her to put on her dog on a leash because it wasn't supposed to be off leash, she responded by calling the police and saying a black man was threatening her. She knew that that would immediately put his life in danger. And so and she danger. used that. Yeah. And, and, but then we have since found out that the person who manages now's social media put out several racist social media posts that could have endangered a black man's life. Yeah. And inclu- including the location of where he was in that post. So yeah. definitely. She showed a picture of a man out the window that she accused of trying to steal a bike. She gave the address of where he was, and and she had no idea what he was doing with the bike, whether it was his or not. But she put it out with, with you know, if this is your bike, come and get it, because this guy's going to, you know, something like that. Assuming it was being, she was assuming it was being stolen. And when I first saw it, I was just, you know, I literally took a breath and thought, that's just, it's racist and it's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And yet this woman remains in charge of our social media at now. After state presidents have demanded she be fired. And and I recently read that, you know, they said that she uh, they couldn't fire her because of a disciplinary process that um, we had to go through that she had apologized. And it sounded like they felt that was enough. Right. Right. And so saying sorry and allowing this person to be our social media director, our communications director for this intersectional feminist organization is not okay. And then, you know, this just gets worse and worse and worse. Tony Van Pelt, the president of now, then put out a statement after George Floyd's death. She put out a statement that shocked the members. The lead line was, I can't breathe. We all can't breathe. This is all too closely reminiscent of the racist trope, all lives matter. And it showed how how just absolutely tone deaf she could be. Apparently, she doesn't get it. And she did not even ask her vice president, Christian Nunez, a black woman to help her write it. Christian learned of it when she saw it. And it came across in the newsletter from now, 
with Tony's signature on it. And she, she just, she, she said she, she cried. She, she went to her mother and said, I, what, why is this happening? Why is this frigging happening? And then we, we have, since all of this came out, the, the news reports started coming out and, and everybody is saying, what is the board doing? Why haven't you gotten rid of Tony Van Pelt? This is not okay. We were hearing from vice president or from, from the, the presidents of the now chapters across the nation saying, what the hell are you guys doing? Get rid of her. She's going to kill this organization. This is not who we are. Get her out of there now. And why aren't you? So we decided that we were going to hold a meeting and, and try to have her removed. But first, we sent out a letter demanding that she resign. We thought we should right. just give her that. She could resign gracefully and, and, and move out and we could just go on and heal this organization. Unfortunately, there are 17 members on this board and we, the majority of the board, nine of us, four of which are women of color. Right. All four of the women of color, not including the vice president, who is the woman of color as well, but the four of us, decided we are going to call on Tony to resign with the rest of So the majority of the board, nine of us, all four members of color on the board are calling for Tony to step down or be removed. And I believe that means there are six minority board members who are not, they don't want her to be removed. Tony, we gave her 24 hours to resign, to respond to this request to for her resignation. And if she did not do it, um, honest to God, Jerry, I thought she was going to do it. I thought she would, she would. Well, that's what I was going to say. I was so surprised that other organizations are taking quick action and other leaders are realizing their mistakes that it's taken this long. Right. And and so she could have said, you know, I, I think this, these are, are, are incorrect. I disagree with this assessment, but clearly this is hurting the board. We're, we are, are doing all of these things and, and this is hurting the organization. I've got to step down for the good of now and allow it to heal. But no, that's but it didn't not happen. what happened. She no. doubled down. And so we held, uh, you know, we, we, we decided we were going to, to demand her resignation. Just as we said, if you don't resign, we will demand your resignation. And so we are. And now, since we have said that, 25 of the 36 now presidents have called for Tony Van, Tony Van Pelt's removal. Yeah, we have a, and we have a letter, um, 70 of longtime leaders of now have signed a letter asking for her resignation. Wow. Wow. Yes. And, and I'm getting, I am getting emails and personal letters from um, leaders of now who are nationally known. And if I told you their names, you would be like, oh, yeah, I know her. I've heard of her. I, that's a really familiar name. She's, you know, like a world-renowned feminist leaders of now are saying, yes, we want her to go. We, we join you in this. Um, but the minority of the board members, and I, might we say, predominantly older white women. Now, I'm older, but 
And so am I. <laughs> I'm not one of that group. Um, <laughs> the predominantly older white women who have been with now for a long, long time and have worked hard on social rights issues and, and, and feminist issues. I get it. They have given their lives to this cause. It seems to me like they think they can just rest on their laurels. We've done good work in the past. But now they, what they've done is they, they have circled the wagons around this woman who is a huge and gro- a, a huge and growing crowd of people are now calling for her to resign, to step down. And they're protecting her. And I don't get it. And here's what they're telling me. Here's what a lot of people who, who are, are, are saying, um, they're, the people that support them, I, they're, they're sending out, Tony is sending out tons of letters of support from people who are supporting her. And what they say is consistent. I've known Tony for many, many years, and she doesn't have a racist bone in her body. I could give you $10 for every letter that said something like that. I'd be a rich woman right now. Yes, you would. I'm not. <laughs> but <laughs> they, 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 they're also saying these accusations of racism are tearing now apart. So let me be clear about this. It's not the accusations of racism that are hurting now. It's racist behavior from the top of the organization and those that want to circle the wagons around this woman and protect her at all cost. I do not get it. Why do you think they're doing this, Jerry? I don't know. I've had a lot of people that I've talked to as well. Um, and they're long time now leaders, members around the country. And they seem to think that, you know, we need to go through the process. And, oh. and I keep hearing that word. And, and you and I both know that the process is, is trying to silence us. That's right. Oh, and, and let, me, let me just point out that when people say, well, what is systemic racism? Let me, let me, let me just school you on what systemic relationship racism is because here is a classic example. The president of now and the six minority board members have been absolutely brilliant at using the system against us. They use the bylaws, the process, and I'm so sick of hearing that word process. Robert's rule of order. Robert's rules of order. Quiet. Parliamentary procedure to manipulate silence and strangle us. We, we demand that these board members remove their feet from the neck of women. And, um, President Van Pelt's resignation should be first step. It should be the first step in healing our organization. And, but no, there's all of this secrecy and backdoor stuff. Well, that's true. And, and um, we've recently heard from a, a chapter that was asking to find out about what how this is being handled, that they say it's further dividing the organization to have these backdoor deals and secrecy was their wording. Mm. Mm. Secrecy. So it is dividing. Yeah, secrecy. And that's how they keep us quiet is is Robert's Rules of Order and, and um, executive sessions, you know, that you yes. can't talk about what happened. They call for executive sessions. I, I seriously think this president has called for more executive sessions than anybody else, but I don't know that for a fact. I just sort of I assume don't know, but that. I've heard, I've because heard people say she can that. use that to, to hold us quiet. Yeah. Because what happens in executive session can't be talked about. So then the, the, the now state leaders are saying, what, what's going on? 
Are you guys meeting? Are you doing anything? And we can't talk about it. We can't. Well, and when our vice president um, came out and talked about it, they were, you know, she was told it was an executive session, some of these things. And she said, no, my experiences are not a secret. Right. I can talk about my own experiences right. with racism. And, and our vice president, Christian Nunes, who is a brilliant woman, she is a young black woman. She is a new mother and she has two master's degrees. One in business, I believe, right? I know. One in social work and yes. one is a, an MBA, master's of business. And oh my God. And, and I don't believe that our current, um, president has those degrees. I'm not sure what her, her education is, but I'm I pretty don't sure believe she has she, any. Yep. I'm, now she has done really good. She at running the business part and raising money. And I think that there is this, this unspoken thing that, well, you know, we don't want to, we're afraid that if Tony goes, that now we'll fall apart. I don't think it's unspoken. I've heard it actually spoken that okay. maybe, well, yeah, I've heard people say that maybe Christian, you know, couldn't run it as well. Or, and <sighs> I don't, well. And because I she's believe, a young black woman? And I do believe, um, I've seen recently that they added some of her, um, her degrees to the website. It may be that they didn't know that she's as educated as she is. Um, and that needs to be fixed. She could definitely run the organization. So that mm -hmm. is definitely not a reason not to. Mm -hmm. I don't know why do they this. kept that information off the website, frankly. I'm not clear on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stuff. But when mm -hmm. she wrote her letter to the board saying, the, these things are happening to me. I, I am being sidelined. I'm being, um, there, there have been race, uh, many different examples of racism. I was used, I was brought in as a token. So she said that, yes. Yeah. And she didn't realize, I mean, she felt like she was uh, friends with the, the president, with Tony and felt they would, as we did too, we thought they would work well mm -hmm. together. But she said mm -hmm. immediately when she got there, she realized that was not the case, that she was a token. And her duties have been consistently and persistently taken away from her and given to other people, um, white people, I might say. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and, and, and it's not the other people that we're concerned about. It's that no. why would you take her, her duties away from her? That doesn't make any sense. These, these things that are happening are awful. And I... This is not what we are about. No. I, no when I was the, a teenager, We're supposed girl. to be the leader of civil rights since yeah. 1966, I think it says on our website. I mean, yeah. one of our core issues is racial justice. Right. That is, that, that's Which at the heart the and soul of who we are at now. And I, I love this organization so much. When I was a teenager, I, I used to look up and go, oh my God, I, you know, oh Lord, maybe someday I will be on this, this, you know, part of this organization. I can be a leader in this. I was so excited about it. And this was in the sixties and the seventies. And now we, Jerry, how do we heal this? How do we fix this organization? Well, I did on that same point, I wanted to mention um, the DC board, we've been losing some members, the entire DC board resigned. And um, one of the young women oh, said, um, yeah, she said when she joined the feminist, this great feminist organization, she thought she was, I think her words were, she was joining this big sisterhood. And what she found was a disappointment. And, and 
our National Action Center, our young women and women of color should be excited to join us and not met with that that experience. It's it's heartbreaking. Right. It's certainly right. it's making it difficult to to get young people and, and women of color in, you know, to join us. And that's what we want. And and then then we look in over three years that she has been our president, 21 employees have have left or been fired and or or complained and and racism for is just this year yeah or just this year right and yep. and every single one of them named racism as one of the reasons they're gone and right that, i know one in particular who it. was so excited to join us and within a very short period of time it, she was looking for another job because of of the the atmosphere in the office and she's a a white young woman, but it was just the racism that she saw. And it was just a, a toxic environment for her to be in. Right. And and, and I know I, I I talked to uh, our vice president, Christian Nunez, who again is, is a, a brilliant young black woman. And the, the people in the office were coming to Tony or coming to Christian saying, Tony's doing this, Tony's doing that. And she would go in and try to talk with Tony and, and just really got the hand in the face, you know, not, not as a slap, but as a stop. I don't want to hear about this type of thing. And that just, so, okay. The other day you mentioned, um, an author that you, you, you compared what's happening with racism at, at, now as a cancer. And you mentioned an author that is really, really speaking out. A lot of people have heard of him. I've heard of the names of the books. Tell me about about this, because it's really shocking in its truth and its simplicity. Well, you know, we're all trying to be good allies. And and a lot of people are reading his books. It's Ibram Kendi. And he he wrote, uh, the first one was Stamped from the Beginning, and then also wrote How to Be an Anti-Racist. And he found out he has cancer, uh, stage four, and he's having cancer treatments. Mm. And he starts realizing that the treatment is similar to racism, that cancer treatment is similar to racism, which I found fascinating that he said, you scan the body for tumors. So you, you look for the racism in policies and you surgically remove them. And then you flood the whole body with medicine and to make sure even the invisible tumors are treated. So you look for all the racism. And then he says this, the systemic treatment, um, prevents the reoccurrence of the cancer so that you watch for close signs for racism and you, you quickly treat it. And, you know, he just said, I think it was his quote was that, you know, America wants to heal without pain and, and there's pain in this anti-racism that, you know, that we're trying to do it. I just found it very fascinating that he, um, that that was a, a way he saw because of what he was going through with his cancer and then how he's trying to teach people how to be an anti-racist. Hmm. That's amazing. He's right. America wants to heal our, our cancer that is racism, and we want to do it without pain. Mm-hmm. We want to read a book and think we've done the work and we're good. And that's not happening. That doesn't happen. It's impossible. No. This, this process, I will tell you, Jerry, this is exhausting 
what you and I and, and the other seven of these board members that are with us, that we're all fighting to, to remove this president because we care about this organization. We're not doing it because it's fun. We, it's sure, I have so many other things that would be wonderful for me to be spending my time. I mean, I'm, I'm in Arizona here where we've got, we've got forest fires in my backyard. We've got, we've got coronavirus pandemic that is out of control in my state. And we've got police department issues and with, with violence and, and, another death just recently that wasn't talked about. There are all of these things that I have to work on. And absolutely. I would not have dreamed in a million years. Yeah. We've had to close down the strip. We've got a horrible economic situation and we've been here in Nevada. Now we've been having programs on how uh, the pandemic and economic crisis is affecting women of color in particular. So we've Mm -hmm. been having regular weekly programs and these are the things we need to be working on right now. And and That's instead, right. instead, I mean, I'm doing that as well, but, you know, it's really in the back of my mind. I know that we're working on a national level in, in a crisis. And this is really, really painful because it, it, it definitely has divided uh, the majority of the board wants our president to be removed. And the majority of our state presidents. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and former members. Yes. You know, a, a whole list of 70 former leaders who want us to remove her. And this is so painful because there's a small group of people on the board that don't want that to happen. Absolutely. And they keep saying you need to follow the process. What's the process that's killing us? The process is deeply flawed. Deeply flawed process. So So the minority is able to silence us. And we've been, you know, doing, trying to get this to happen for yeah. weeks now because yeah. you need and I think you need not just a, a simple majority but you need a a super majority two-thirds of, of the, the board members have to come and just so that doesn't happen and i could tell you why but then i would be violating the That's rules right. of executive um uh executive session and then that would get me in trouble and you know and and i'm going to say this because this is already out in the media Instead of removing, moving to get rid of of the president, who is the source of all of this racist behavior, instead of doing that, the minority group on the board decided that, well, it it actually wasn't them. It was somebody connected to them who's not on the board, decided to file a grievance against us. So we're being targeted. The yes. majority of the board that is called, that 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 is spoken out and, and been the whistleblower saying there's racism here. We 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 have an idea where it started and, and we've looked at it, we've addressed this, we've been working on it, and now this is enough. This is too much, this is going to destroy now, and we're not gonna let that happen. And now we are being targeted with a grievance because we spoke out. Another way to try to silence us, yes. hmm It's not working. <laughs> no, you can tell it's not working. <laughs> we, we care about this organization too much, and and we, we know what what it can be if we could just move past this point. And I am not going to be that generation. I am not going to be that person that allows the women's movement to be ended. And this will end it if it doesn't 
doesn't get I fixed. agree. And one thing we haven't talked about is I've been hearing from some people. We started our PAC here locally, Nevada Now PAC, and we've endorsed candidates. And we're starting to hear from candidates that are concerned. Right. The about political having, action committee yes. that, that raises money and endorses candidates and helps them get into office. And we know that we have to take the, the U.S. Senate, we have to retain the House, and we have to get rid of this, this, this president, the, the United States president. So, and, and in states, particularly those like Arizona, where we need to get the ERA ratified, we are having you know, we, we have been a red state for a long time and now we're flippable. You know, we're, we're at right. that point where we're going to turn blue and we really want to help those candidates. And that's what we should be looking at. That's what we should be focusing on. And, and, but no, we've got racism and I'm sorry, but we have to deal with it. We can't wait for a more convenient time after the election. Maybe that's been suggested to me several times. Well, yeah, you know, oh, why yeah. don't we just work on the election first and then we'll, we'll come back and we'll do, do it. No. Well, or no. wait till, yeah. Or wait till next year when we have a, the now election for the mm-hmm. president, but that's next June. We don't have till next June. Yeah. That's a year away. No. And, and we had up until now, and, and, um, I've had a couple of candidates come to me already, but people were looking for our endorsement. They're, they're proud to have the now endorsement uh-huh. on their website. And, um, I've had a couple of candidates say, if this doesn't get taken care of, if Tony's not removed, they may remove that from their website that they just can't have that, have that there. And, and that's heartbreaking. We've worked so hard sure is. to, to be proud of it, you yes. know? Yes. All right. Well, Jerry, I'm, I, you and I are not giving up on this fight and the, and the others that are fighting with us in now and there, we are the majority. This just kills me. We are the majority. We want her gone, but because of the process, they're using that to, to silence us, to shut it all down, to keep their dirty little secret of racism behind closed doors and only in executive session. And and then when we speak out, we are targeted. Oh, hell no. We are not going to allow that to remain the case. I care too much about this organization. I care too much about the women's movement. And we're not stopping. And we will not allow this to be stopped. And I encourage those women on the board who are not with us, I know that there are some who are on the fence, and I encourage you to grow a spine. Be courageous. Join us. This is time. This is time. And we're going to send this podcast out to you so you hear this. We really want you to hear this. If you do not act, it will harm now. And be on the right side of history. You know, did we, what side of history do you want to be on? Because this is important. And I keep having that the Dixie Chick song, I'm not ready to make nice go through my head. So. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> We're not ready to make nice. And and you know what? I heard a um I, I a lot of meetings that I've been in lately. A lot of meetings. And so one of the women was saying, you know, I just don't like all of this fighting and you're just getting too upset and you're just, you know, I don't like it. You're here and you're being angry. And, and I sat in an, a, another meeting with some of those board members and, 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 and granted we were all women of color and, and they were, they were yelling and, and they were screaming and, and they were getting all upset and all angry. And I don't like that. 
I think that there's a process that needs to be followed so we can all, and and I just said, you know what? I'm not here to be nice. I'm not here to be polite. I am not here to be silenced and I will not calm down. Don't you tell me to calm down. This is important (laughs) and this is not the time to play nice. We're not playing nice. We didn't come to play. We didn't come to play nice. Mm -mm. It's too Mm -mm. important. You're right. Well, Jerry Burton, president of Nevada Now and my oh, fellow Now you. board member, thank you so much for joining us today. On well, Wait thank Life. you for inviting me. This has been a very powerful discussion. I, I hope that, that more people hear this. And, uh, and thank you again for, for being on. I, I just think this is too important. All right. Oh, thank you. Well, that's it for today's show. And if you find yourself saying, wait, what? Don't worry. Jimmy will be back with us next week. We'll have another show. Meanwhile, please subscribe to Wait What? Politics with Zuma and Steele on your favorite podcast app or visit waitwhat.media. Leave a voicemail or a news tip on our website, waitwhat.media or visit our Facebook page. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Well, that's it for today's show. If you find yourself saying, wait, what? Don't worry, we'll be back next week. Subscribe to Wait, What? Politics with Zuma and Steele on your favorite podcast app or visit waitwhat.media and try out our quick takes. So here's the thing, commentary from Victoria Steele and the ZOP topical explainers from Jimmy Zuma. I'm Monica Price.